for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Marty Lurie, the Giants pregame host on weekends at KNBR 1045 and 680, about the injuries the Giants lineup is facing early in the 2022 season. They could need some help, but I've had a feeling Marty believes that this team is going to be just fine with the depth they've established and the strategy they've established Buying into the analytics, finding their swing tunnels, and relying on starting and relief pitching. That's going to carry the Giants in the early part of the season. All things we can talk about with Marty Lurie, who joins me next. Today is Friday, April 1st. Always a pleasure when I can welcome my good friend Marty Lurie to the podcast. You hear him pregame on weekends before Giants games, and uh, you'll be hearing a whole lot of him over the next six months. Hopefully seven months, Marty. Hopefully back into the playoffs. (laughs) It's good to have you on, man. How you doing today? Well, doing great. Uh, you know, spring training is going so quickly down here. And the Giants are, you know, getting into shape here and there. But the old injury bug has uh, really reared its ugly head. And frankly, the one thing we say about spring training is just get out of here while you're healthy. And the Giants have had a couple of bumps along the way. And that, that could be significant. Yeah, I want to talk about the injuries. But before we get into that stuff, I want to ask you about the uh, the photo. I think it was you or Andy Baggerly tweeted mm-hmm. out the other day. It was you and Bags and uh, and Dwayne Kuyper. And you and I have done shows on the weekends for years now. And, and we always talk about our baseball family. It's like your summertime mm-hmm. family, the people you know. And I think that goes to the broadcasters as well, the people that you let into your home 162 times a year. And we all hold a, a, a place in our heart near and dear for Dwayne Kuyper. It was so good to see him out in Scottsdale with you. How was he doing? And, uh, and how was that to get to hang out with Dwayne for a bit well it was terrific and as I said I tweeted it out at, at baseball Marty on yeah, Twitter yeah. and uh, Jeff Idelson who used to be the president of the Hall of Fame was nice enough to take the picture but it was great seeing Dwayne and look he has had a tough year with his own medical problems and losing his dear wife Michelle and uh, you know there's a grieving process that goes on and we talked about it and he was home and everyone said Dwayne you got to get out of the house And he did, and he flew down to Scottsdale. And just having him at the ballpark just changed his whole outlook. People were coming up to him. Friends were coming up to him. And I think he's seen a tough time in his life. And he was very gentle and soft and very nice to everybody. And uh, I said, boy, we got to take a picture. So Andy was there, of course, at Extra Bags and me and Dwayne. And uh, we had a nice talk, and uh, the picture, Adam, I'll tell you, has been seen by, I don't know, 158,000 people. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. I, it must be bots somewhere. I don't know, 158,000 people, and, you know, it's got like 1,200 likes and responses. And if you haven't seen it, it's at Baseball Marty on Twitter, and it's just great seeing Dwayne. And you, you nailed it right on the head. We are a baseball community, and this is our family. And when something happens within the family, we stand up and we take care of each other. And I think the baseball community will do that. And they showed it when Dwayne came down here. And I think it's going to be a big part of his recovery this year. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a good mindset to get in. That uh, you got something to do and somewhere to be every day for the yeah. next few months. And uh, and it's it's nice to invest in something that your soul has no control over. And that's what baseball is, I think, for a lot of us. So uh, let, let's get into a little bit of the Giants roster, sure. man. You mentioned the injuries. Uh, we, we haven't seen Brandon Belt. Evan Longoria is going to be out for six weeks. Lamont Wade Jr. is not going to start the year in the starting lineup or on opening day, which, by the way, means it's pretty likely, Marty, that we're going 16 straight years now. 
uh, with a different left fielder on opening day. The streak lives potentially uh, as they'll see a righty and Sandy Alcantara likely on opening day. Uh, what's your outlook for the roster right now? I look at center field and I go, that's a, that's a position that's a little bit shallow. I know they have, have players they can put at third base, but even at third, I think they're a little shallow. Second base, they've got a few guys. Right-handed bat is something we look at. What's your make your thought of the makeup of the roster right now, and do they need any help? Well, I think they do need help, and they need some people to, to come through. I mean, uh, you know, we talked about this earlier. There's no Posey in there. Let's start with that. And then uh, you're taking Longoria out for six weeks, and who knows what he's going to be like. He's, what, 36 years old, coming back. And Crawford down here, he hasn't had a hit yet. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with him. You know, he's playing just about every day. But they're really testing their depth. You know, Belt will play this weekend, perhaps, and maybe on Monday, and that's it for him. And then he's going to face 100 miles an hour with Alcantara on the, the coming Friday, April the 8th. And Lamont Wade is a, is a huge loss. He's had a great spring down here. Uh, he's been leading off. He's been hitting with power, doubles, triples, and he's played solid left field. And he's got a bone bruise. I don't know how you get that from running, but he's got a bone bruise on his knee. And he's got some inflammation, so he's out for a while. So it tests the, uh, the depth of the outfield. I mean, you've got Duggar out there and Slater, uh, Ruff. Uh, Yastrzemski tweaked a quad the other day uh, against uh, the Padres. He had to come out of the game. And then you get Jock Peterson in right. So there's a question. Dubon is in center field on Thursday playing against uh, Colorado, so you got to see more of him. So I think the depth is definitely being questioned in the outfield. Now, the infield is a different story. Listella looks like he's coming around. And I saw him Tuesday against the Padres, and he just looked great. I mean, you know, he deep at bats and hitting him in the gap. And that's the Listella that the, the Giants thought they were getting last year, but he was banged up for a good part of the year. So it looks like he's, he's ready to play second base. Flores is going to have to flip over to third which opens up uh, second for La Stella. And if you're going to platoon, you've got Estrada backing up Crawford and it's second, maybe Estrada a little bit of third. It puts DeBone back in the mix for the infield. You know, they get to carry 28 players for the first month. So that helps a little bit. Luke Williams, believe it or not, he hit a home run in his first at bat <laughs> for the Giants. And he did that for the Phillies too. He's a nice hitter. He's a nice compliment to Vossler. And you have uh, him in there as well. And the other one is Blandino, who is uh, the kid from uh, South Bay, went to Stanford. And he has had a very, very good spring. So there's a real mix of people involved uh, for the infield. And I think we're going to see two or three of them on the team because of the DL situation and some of the, uh, the inconsistencies in the outfield that may, may put Dubon on the team and save his job. So offensively, they are challenged. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, they hit 240 home runs last year. Over 50% of their runs are scored on home runs. And you've got to do it again, which means you've got to get on base. You can't chase. Hard hit ball rate has got to be good. And all those metrics that we look for offensively that were just magic for them last year have got to happen again. I'll finish this answer with what I saw Tuesday. And it brought back the memory of 2021 to me. And the Giants were just a team, 107 wins. And every game, things sort of went their way. 
And here they are against uh, Mike Clevenger, who's making his first start for the Padres. Big guy, herky-jerky, jumping around on the mound. He had ants in his pants, they said. You know, he's, he's always doing something. <laughs> he was moving a bunch. Oh, come on. He's, you know, he's just all over the place. So, uh, it's first start coming back from Tommy John surgery. And he's on the mound. And the Giants in the first inning all of a sudden are taking pitches. They're not chasing. 2-0, 3-1. Now he's walked this guy. He's walked that guy. And it came back to me that I said to myself, you know, if Peterson gets up, this guy's going to be at like 30 pitches in the first <laughs> inning. And how many times did that happen last year where they worked the count, got a walk, got on base, got to the number four hitter. Posey was a tough out. Yeah. Got to that number four hitter. Belt was a tough out. Lestella, when he was in there, was a tough out. Wade was a tough out. And here we are again. And it came back to me. I said, that's the way they play. And that's what they do best. And you can say they don't have the all-stars. They don't have anyone who's listed to be an MVP or lead the league in home runs. But they play the game. And I saw the game Tuesday. I said, wow, I forgot. This is the way they play. And they work that pitcher into a situation where they get that 2-0, 3-1 count, and then they don't miss it. And that's what happened on Tuesday, and it all came back to me. So I say to the fans, just get ready for what's coming, and just think of how they played last year. That's the way they're going to play this year. In not so many words, I think you said, hashtag in Farhan we trust, Marty. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's the way they do it. And yeah. Hashtag in the nerds we trust. <laughs> because, honestly, their analytic department really does a good job in preparing these players for what is coming. And whether it's what a pitcher does in a certain count or uh, where the ball is going to be placed or where to hit the ball and what the defense looks like and for them shifting – they, they are very well prepared, Adam, I must tell you. And Kapler walks around like he's John McGraw, <laughs> like he's, you know, won 3,500 games in his life. He is so confident right now, and that's the way this ball club looks to me, a very confident ball club. Well, I think that's encouraging. It means players are buying into the, uh, oh, to yeah. the strategy and to the, the formulas and to the, the process of hitting and finding your swing tunnel and all that. But what you said is they're looking to repeat what they did last year as far as strategy goes, not in a sense that they're going to win 107. The thing that sort of hangs over this that I question a lot is you got career years out of Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt. They're a year yeah. older. Is it possible to do it a second year in a row? I think that's the, the big question mark, the big uphill battle they're going to face this season. Well, it is, and that's the red flag for everybody. Mm -hmm. And we just say, look, they won 107, but as I told you the story before, you know, the Willie Mays story when he made the great catch and throw, and Charlie Dressen, the other manager, said, oh, it was a great play, but let me see him do it again. <laughs> and that's the story of, the, of this ball club. Everyone wants to say, let's see you do it again. And believe me, scouts talk about it. Writers talk about it. They don't talk about it. But everyone else connected to the game talks about it. Even the front office talks about it. You know, we have to see, you know, see these guys do it again. And that's a big part of, of what this season's going to be about. It's a story every day. And that will be the story. And the other thing I stressed to the audience last weekend, and of course I'll do it again this weekend, is get ready for 162. This is not a 60-game season. This is not a seven-game playoff, a five-game playoff. This is not a month, two-month season. This is six months. And if they start off 10 and 15 or 15 and 10, who cares? It doesn't matter. There's another 137 games to play. And that's what we have to keep in mind. 
What you see on the field in April is not what you're going to see on the field in August and September. And that's the thing. This is truly, truly, this is now the marathon. It's a real marathon. It's not a 100-yard dash. Let let me ask you one here before we let you go, Marty, just a general, a little bit more general National League question because expanded playoffs now, it's going to be, I don't want to say easier to get into the playoffs, but there's going to be extra spots, right, that that wildcard teams, one extra spot now compared to last year that wildcard teams We'll be battling for who's the team that was a losing team last year in the National League that you think makes a big jump this year. I know the Mets made a lot of moves this offseason. Yeah. I think maybe the biggest move the Padres made was getting Bob Melvin in there as their uh, their mm-hmm. manager. He's a great manager. Is it one of those teams or is there somebody else I'm forgetting? Well, it could be the Phillies. Uh, I would have named the two you just named. Yeah. But it could be the Phillies. Uh, they've got a better bullpen now. Uh, they have their left fielder. It could be Schwarber. He could be the DH. They've got Castellanos, who I think is a great hitter. I really do. And uh, he's a good right center field hitter like a J.D. Martinez. He's there. they got the MVP, Harper, uh, is there as well. The Phillies are a team that Dombrowski, to me, is going all in. And if it's Nola, if it's Wheeler, if it's Eflin, if it's Paul Gibson as the starters, I think the Phillies are a team you got to deal with. And just to finish up on this thing, this is not going to be a cakewalk for the Giants to get in the playoffs here. When you think about it, you know, in the East, you know, between the Mets, the Marlins uh, can give you trouble. The Nationals, of course, they got beat 29 to 8 the other day. But uh, you got them, you got the Braves, the World Series champions. And, uh, of, you know, you got the Mets, Phillies, and everyone else. So. Someone's going to win in that division 85 to 90 games. That's for sure. Maybe two teams will win that many, but they're going to be beating each other up. There could be four playoff teams in that division. Potential. Then you get to the Central, and St. Louis and Milwaukee are very far ahead of the other three teams. They're going to do in that division what the Giants and Dodgers did in the West last year. They're going to win 95 games. I think they're capable of doing that, which means one of those teams will be a playoff team. You're going to get at least one out of the, out of the East. And then it comes to the West, which is a better league this year. The Padres, you said it, they're going to be better. Let's see if, you know, if Clevenger can, you know, do what they think he can do. And Lynette is going to the bullpen. He's in a power arm. If you got the Padres, Dodgers, and Giants here, the Rockies are better. And the Giants played the Rockies on uh, yesterday. They're, they're better. Arizona has better pitching. Giants beat Arizona uh, 17 times last year. They beat Colorado 15 times. They won 107 games. That's not going to be that simple. So I, I caution everybody, get ready for a pennant race this year. This is not going to be a picnic like last year. This is going to be a tough, tough National League, which I think is great for baseball. It's good for us. And it's good for the story every day. I think this is a different kind of year than last year. It's going to be a lot of fun, Marty. I'm really excited. We are uh, four games left in the, on the uh, yeah. Cactus League calendar. And then Giants open, of course, a week from today on Friday, April 8th. Marty, we'll definitely be catching up all season long, and I'll join you on weekends this year as well. You can hear Marty every weekend before Giants games on KMBR 104.5 and 680. Marty, we'll catch up soon, man. Good talking to you. No, always a pleasure. Looking forward to working with you this year. Good story coming. Good story coming. Oh, always good stuff from Marty Lurie. Again, you can hear him uh, before Giants games on weekends on KNBR 104.5 and 680. Always putting together the mosaic for us and uh, and giving us some great baseball history. And uh, to even, even brought up a Willie Mays, the catch reference there. Love talking ball with Marty. Follow him on Twitter at Baseball Marty. 
Thank you to Marty. Thank you to my producer, Brian Smith. And thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We'll keep bringing you the best stories in Bay Area sports. On Monday, another look into the 2022 season, this time with one of our analytics guys, Eno Saras. Also, if you're a fantasy baseball guy or lady, you're going to want to stick around and, uh, and hear what Eno has to say. Last year, he sniped. Vladdy Jr. having the season that he had, an MVP caliber season, helped me get to the finals of my championship game, only to come up just a little bit short. Anyway, uh, Eno Saris joins us on Monday. Make sure you stick around for that. Until then, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week.